Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Virgio, and I'm super excited for today's guest. I think I start every single podcast out like that because that is why I started the podcast so that I could get super excited to talk to epic people about epic shit. So today's guest is absolutely no different. Haley is a marketing coach. She's she's like me. She's high energy. She, I think she's higher energy than me because she's younger. I'm going to give you that. <laughs> she's the founder of Females on Fire, a personal development brand for women. And as a coach, she helps women in business create marketing processes that convert into revenue. Amen. And as a speaker, she empowers entrepreneurs to step into who they truly are and go after their wildest dreams. Haley is an audacious dreamer who started with a hobby wedding planning business born out of her college apartment. Love that. Already an entrepreneur. Pivoted to create her company and turned it into a multi-passionate success story built on resilience. Can we get an amen? She was recently named on one of Women's Magazine Women to Watch and has been featured on platforms like Fox, CBS, Medium, and Founder, along with dozens of chart-topping podcasts and Spencer dates in her pink office with a Dr. Pepper in hand, dreaming up ways to help entrepreneurs go after their goals, level up their business, and change their life. So how could I not bring her to talk to you guys? Haley, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Isn't it fun to hear? I love reading. Like a lot of people do like intros before podcasts and not with the guests. And I'm just like, it never gets old when people read my bio and I'm like, (laughs) that she's awesome. Oh wait, that's me. Oh wait, that's me. Yep. Right. You're always like, oh yeah, I forgot I did that. That's so cool. Well, that, and also like generally there's a story to get where you are. And so I always love sharing that because that's truly why I started this podcast was to pull back the curtain, to show people the kind of before and like the runway that got you where you are. And of course there's always like room for us to keep going, but you know, a lot of people see stuff on social media and they're like, how, or I wish, or, Ooh, I bet they have a team or she's so lucky. And it's like, listen, I'm no different than you. This is what I did. And this is how I got there. And I know you love sharing all of that as well. So um, little backstory, Haley and I met at a mastermind recently in Arizona where she's part of fast foundations, which you guys know I'm obsessed with and talk about on the podcast all the time. It's an early stage entrepreneur networking group, but also a mastermind where we get together, brainstorm how we can create epic change and growth in each other's businesses. Um, and Haley, you just stood out like a bright light in that room. You oh. are such a gift and your, your gift to speaking and sharing is pretty amazing too. So I want to dive into how that became something easy for you. Cause it seems easy. Um, and also just like what you're up to now and how we can kind of shed some light on entrepreneurship and like give the people what it is that they need to hear today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm so down for that. Uh, thank you for the kind words. I always appreciate hearing things like that, but I just, honestly, everything I've ever done in my business almost sort of fell into my lap, not in the sense that it was easy, but in the sense that I never saw it coming. And I think that's something we can all be like, amen. Um, (laughs) I love that. That's thank you for saying that because I think that happens to more people than they realize where like opportunities happen and they're like, yeah, great. That's a great point. So you guys take a little of that nugget. That's a little (laughs) tweet. (laughs) Yeah. It just, I mean, I, you read my bio. I started my business out of my college apartment and that was seemingly on accident. I never set out to run a business. I never set out to be a wedding planner. Um, obviously that's not what I do now, but I literally had this, you know, I won't get too into it cause it's kind of a long story, but basically had a, uh, wedding get called off. I had been with the guy for six years. He called it off a month before our wedding over a text. 
um, completely out of the blue. Those are the best guys, right? We love those guys. Um, but he did that. And that same month I got a letter from my school that my financial aid had been cut for school. So I literally couldn't afford to go to my last year of college. And the only thing, the only skill I felt like I had was that I had just planned my own wedding that didn't happen. And I had a lot of friends getting married. And so I was like, I'm going to do this. It's going to keep the lights on. I'll just do it till I figure out my next move. And I did that for five years. And because of that business, I fell in love with marketing and I fell in love with like working with other entrepreneurs. And so I started the second business doing marketing that went so well, I closed down the wedding planning business. And I was like, you know what? I'm if entrepreneurship is lonely, right? Like we've all felt that it's super lonely. And I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast. This was three and a half years ago. I was like, I'm going to start a podcast just so I can talk to other people that get the struggle that understand working from home and understand talking to your dog all day because they're the only one here, right? Like they get that. And so I started the females on fire podcast. And a couple months later, somebody said, Hey, we, we listen to your podcast. We heard your story. We want you to come speak at this workshop. And I'm like, I don't even know what I would talk about. I can't do that. And they're like, just come tell your story. That's all we want. And I did, I said, yes. And I came off that stage and I called my husband. I said, this is what I am supposed to do with the rest of my life. I know it. And, uh, we always kind of joke that it's actually really interesting because most people like have this horrible fear of public speaking and they're like, oh, I'd like rather die. Right. Um, and for me, I feel so much more comfortable on a stage in front of a group of people than I do in like a one-on-one situation. I get more social anxiety in a small group or in a one-on-one or whatever. And so that just kind of, honestly, it was a gift. I like, didn't know I had and a thing that I didn't know I wanted to do. Um, and like I said, it's just been, it's been an eight year journey now of entrepreneurship of things, just kind of like opportunities, just sort of throwing themselves in my path and me being like, Oh, sure. Let's try that. Let's Mm -hmm. see what happens. Right. Um, and that's cool when you, when you can have that happen and you just lean into that. Like, I think that's how entrepreneurs stay in the game, right? It's the ones that quit that don't make it. Well, it's the quitting and, and Hey, I'll give all the, all the, uh, kudos to people who do quit before they realize they're not truly meant to be an entrepreneur, because I think a lot of times people think it's glamorous, it's easier, it's better, um, but then there's those who don't work well without structure. And if you can't create structure for yourself, then you do probably need to work in a more structured environment where people are giving you tasks. And um, there's a sense of, you know, accomplishment when someone's proud of you, there's someone, an outside source of saying good job, or like you're working towards something that like someone else set the bar for you. And I'll never forget. I listened to one of Lori Harder's podcasts one time where she like called bullshit on people who not bullshit, but she almost gave him permission. That's like her favorite thing to do, right? Around, hey, you tried entrepreneurship. And if every single thing you do feels like a wall of resistance and you are just like bleeding tears every single day, like maybe entrepreneurship's not for you and that's okay. Like I, I give you permission to go get a job where you're happy and there's nothing wrong with a job anymore. Like people like us need people who work for us who also believe in the mission and the higher purpose for things. So Um, and you can have a job and be an entrepreneur. Like you can be both these days. You can be this and that. So I love that you share that because that's a lot like my journey and people that listen to the podcast know, like I've done many different things as well and all have kind of tied into the next thing, or they all kind of circle back to the same kind of a thing. And I think that is the cool thing about entrepreneurship is that you can 
you can be more than like quote one thing. Right. Yep. And I think that's, what's so beautiful about what you just said is regardless of like what your job is or what industry you're in or what you do, the point is you're going to get opportunity. Right. And if you can lean into whatever that is and just try things and not be afraid to quit if it wasn't for you. And I think that was kind of always the gut feeling I had was it was like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? Well, the worst that can happen is it doesn't work out. And why is that scary? I think that's the fear for some people is I'm going to fail or it's not going to work, or I'm going to lose money if I try this or whatever. Well, but what are you missing out on if it does work? Or what are you missing out on if it doesn't work, but it shows you another door, right? And I, I think a lot of the time we're so afraid of what's on the other side of that opportunity door that we just like lock it ourselves. Right. And we just stand there like, "Mm, I'm not going to go in. I'm not going to try it. And whether it works out or it doesn't, doesn't actually matter. It's the fact that you tried. It's the fact that you learned something. It's the fact that now you probably have more knowledge about something or more of a direction you want to go in, or at the very least, just know that something's not for you, but you had a good time and you can say that you tried it. Right. Oh my God. That is a hundred percent true. And that took me years to like come to that idea too, because I was so scared of you losing money that I was going to invest in something or, you know, uh, failing at something, the word failure, even if like, I wasn't going to lose anything that you just said, like being a failure at something was not acceptable growing up. Like I yep. proved my worth by proving myself. And it took me many years in adulthood, like realizing like, why are you even going after that? You don't actually even want it. You just think that's what you're supposed to be doing. And that's what my first book's going to be about, like unlearning the things they told you or how to be like, I haven't come up with the title yet, but oh, I love that. <laughs> conditioning what you thought you were supposed to do and how you were supposed to act, you know? So I think, you know, when you said that something for me came up that I've shared a couple times, I think, but I think even the awareness around realizing how much work something's going to take that you shut the door before it happens too. Because I know a lot of people who say, oh, I would never want to open a salon. I would never want that responsibility. And right. I'm like, but you might be really amazing at salon leadership and ownership. Um, and you know, if you don't give yourself an opportunity to figure out how you can make it work for you, yeah, it, then maybe it'll be terrible. But you just, you take stories from people who had a shit time and you turn that in and you make it your story. And you're like, oh, I never want to have that or I don't want to deal with that. And it's like, it's not always like that across the board. So yeah, trying something on for size and, and seeing if it fits, like, I think that that is the biggest gift you can give to yourself. Yeah. And I just, I, I grew up in kind of a similar space where it was like, okay, like you've got to show your work, show your worth, like do the thing. Right. But I also, I had a really, I was very fortunate. I had amazing parents and my mom, the one thing I remember her telling me my entire life was every time something bad would happen or every time I didn't like get something that I wanted at school or whatever, uh, or get the grade I wanted or anything like that, my mom would be like, well, you're just not there yet. Like that was her thing that she told me all the time. Like, you just haven't gotten there yet. You just haven't figured it out yet. Keep going, like keep going. And she just kind of instilled that in me, which uh, is part of the reason I think I'm a workaholic now, but we won't go down that road. Um, but the, the positive side of that is it instilled in me that like, sometimes when you haven't gotten where you wanted to go yet, or when you haven't, you know, hit that goal or figured it out or whatever, 
sometimes it's just like taking that next step and seeing what happens. And yeah, sometimes like you're not where you want to go yet. And you try this route and it wasn't the right one and you backpedal and you, you know, quit quote unquote quit. Um, and you try a different path, but to me, trying a different path, isn't quitting, right? Like go, finding out something's not for you and going a different direction. That's not quitting to me. Quitting is literally giving up just because you let all the fear set in and you decided like, no, I'm just not even going to try. Right. I'm not even going to like take the risk, try the thing, figure out if it's for me or not. I'm just going to let fear get to me. That to me feels like quitting, but I just remember my mom constantly saying like, Hey, you're not there yet. And that's like my motto that I live by now, because everything I go to try, it's like, okay, I tried it. It failed. It didn't work. Well, okay. It just hasn't worked yet. And I kind of came up with my own little acronym for that, but it was totally based off of, um, you know, her saying that to me my entire life. Um, and that was just from me constantly like going through this roller coaster of entrepreneurship and having all these pivots and changes and trying to stay in that mind space of, I'm not going to be afraid to step into something. And so I realized like, I'm constantly trying to chase after things and I'm never happy with where I'm at. And I'm always telling myself what she told me about, you're just not there yet. You're just not there yet. But that kind of fostered this, like, but I have to keep working. I have to keep going after another goal. And so I started, I I made yet stand for you embrace today. And I really, truly believe in order to get where you want to go in order to hit your goals, in order to like really, truly be happy, like real happiness, real fulfillment, you a have to keep trying things, keep opening those doors to opportunity and just taking a little bit of a risk and taking one step at a time and B also embrace the step that you're currently in. Because if you can't do both, then you can't go after your goals and also be fulfilled. And if you're constantly like the goal is going to get me fulfilled, then the goalpost is just going to keep moving. So true. That took me forever to realize. And I, I was, we sound like we were raised very similarly. My mom was awesome. Like that too. You can be anything you want, chase your goals and dreams. Like nothing's out of reach, blah, blah, blah. It was great. It sounds great in motivation, but I'm too, just like you with the workaholic of like, I get here. And then I'm like, I can't even appreciate where I'm at now because I'm like going for the next thing. And I kind of did that to myself with this podcast in the beginning, because it wasn't growing as quickly as I thought it should grow. And I, I had no stats to compare it to. I hadn't even researched like how many episodes the normal person puts out or, you know, how many downloads people, I didn't look at any of that. I just had this preconceived, well, that's what the big wigs are doing. They have 5 million downloads. You have 500. I'm like, how can you compare their like Z to your A? That's not fair. And you're never going to appreciate where you are in order, you know, to get further down the road. So I had to stop at that moment. This is probably even episode, like we're about to hit hundred. We were only, this was like episode 70. So not that long ago. And I had to pause and and say, Hey, you know what? This is amazing. And then I dug into some stats and realized like the average podcaster doesn't produce, you know, only 25 episodes or seven episodes. And then there's, you know, X amount of podcasters out there, but you know, so many haven't put out an episode in the last 90 days. And so you're, you're right. Once I like switch that mindset and I'm strictly only talking about like doing this one part of my entrepreneurship job, everything shifted. I started showing up bigger. I started appreciating what I was doing. Um, every episode felt like 
more me. And I just, I've been, I fell, I fell in love with it at the end. And now like, we're about to hit episode 100 and I was just going to skip over that. I mean, I was like happy about it. Chris Harder's my 100th episode. So I thought, how cool is that? But I was going to, I'm going to throw a party. I'm going to throw myself a freaking party and invite people. Like I was like, you absolutely should. Yes. Because like, this was something that was on my heart for so many years and I didn't do it for so long for fear and all the things that you talked about of like, what if I fail or if I started, I can't, there's no end date with a podcast. Like when do you stop doing it? You know, I had all these reasons in my head why I didn't like my voice, like you name it, I could come up with all of the things. And, you know, you're exactly right when it comes to like, just this as an example, I've, I've been so proud of myself, which I don't really say that very often. And I'm like, well, if you've gotten this far, imagine where you could go. So let's get excited about where we can go while also being excited about where we are. So explain to us this concept and what you've put together so that people can apply it to their life and like kind of what they're going through. Because I know if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening to this, you are the same. Absolutely. Yeah. And first of all, I love that. A hundred percent throw the big party, celebrate. Cause like we don't celebrate ourselves enough and a hundred episodes is a huge accomplishment. Um, you should be really proud of that, but that's, that's exactly the point is like when you allow yourself to be happy where you are, whatever, where you are looks like. And I know like some people, like maybe you're going through a hard time, right? Like maybe you're in that season of struggle or whatever. And so, yeah, like sometimes there's a season or a day or a week or whatever. We've all experienced that where it's like, okay, I can't possibly be happy here. I can't possibly enjoy this because the wheels are coming off the bus. Everything is falling apart. But I think this concept is just like, allow yourself in a season, in a time frame to just like be happy with who you are. Right. Like, even if you can't give a hundred percent today, even if it's like your worst day, right? If everything is falling apart around you, are you happy with who you are today? And that's what I'm like constantly asking myself is, you know, if tomorrow my entire business shut down and I had to pivot again and go in a completely different direction, would I still be happy with who I am? And the answer is yes. And to me, that's the biggest win. And to me, that's the reason that I know I could pivot. I could go into something else. I could, you know, change directions a little bit and I would still find fulfillment in that thing. And I would still find a way to make it me and a way to love it because I'm content with who I am and I'm, I'm fulfilled in that. And I think that's the concept of standing in, in the moment and embracing today. And it's like you said, when you do that, You've literally just given yourself the permission slip to show up however the heck you want to. And it's amazing how it changes because we're so afraid of other people's opinions. We get that imposter syndrome that sets in. We're so afraid of like, well, my, mine's not going to look like hers or, you know, I'm not going to be able to do it. Like she does it or whatever. we get that comparisonitis that sets in and it's all of these things coming in all the time. And when you give yourself that permission slip and just say, no, like I'm happy with me. Yeah. It doesn't look like hers. She's killing it. That's awesome for her, but I'm going to go do it this way. I'm going to go down this path. I'm going to, you know, take this thing that I learned and this thing that I learned, but add my own little sprinkles on it and keep going. When you do that, all of a sudden it's like, okay, now I'm just free to show up. 
There's not a bar that I have to meet. There's not like a limit that I have to get there to, you know, be successful or whatever. Like I just get to show up and I just get to do this because I love it. And I just get to do this because I see the impact that it's making on the world, right? Or on my customer or on the community or whatever. And when you do that, all of a sudden you show up bigger, you show up better. You find a version of yourself that you didn't even know existed because it's a version that lives in fulfillment. And that to me is like the most powerful gift you can give yourself is just like on those hard days, stopping and going, you know what, can I embrace this moment? I don't have to love it, right? You don't have to love the moment, but can you embrace the moment? Like, can you just stop and say, yeah, today might be hard. Today might be a bad day. This might be a tough season. I might be going through more challenges than I've been through in the past, like three years combined. Right. But look how far I've come. Look where I am now. Look at the things I have in my life that I was wishing and hoping and praying for a couple of years ago. What are those things? Cause we all have them. Mm-hmm. And even in your toughest season, I guarantee you there's something in your life that you're so grateful for. And if you can latch onto that and you can embrace that and you can say, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to do better today. I'm going to really lean into me and be fulfilled by me and me alone and be grateful for the things that are going well in my life or that I do have, then you'll eventually come out of that tough season and you'll come out so much stronger because you're leaning into being able to embrace where you're at. And that just like catapults you so much farther into where you're going. Mm, mm, mm. So good. (laughs) It's so funny how, and this is again, why when you put yourself out there, I'm using myself as an example, putting yourself out there to like create something like this podcast and have epic conversations. Like you never know how you can get your own cup filled up too. Like I've been having a really tough last week that yesterday in particular was really confusingly tough. Um, because I am smart in the sense of I, everything you just said, I know. And isn't that like with coaching, like we, most people that we coach, they know, they know the things we're going to coach. Oh yeah. It's just (laughs) re-reminding, reteaching, re-implementing, re-sharing all the things. So, you know, and I had to sit in that and that's why yesterday it was May 1st. We record these episodes a few, a few weeks ahead of time. This one, I think I'm going to try to push this one out sooner because it's just so needed, but I was like, I have to start a gratitude challenge. I'm posting it on social media and we're going to do 30 days of gratitude and just posting once a day, what you're most grateful for. And it's so simple, but it's like, even on the hardest days, like you can find one or two things to be super grateful for on the good days. We can list 10 things, of course, right? hundred maybe, but it's not only the gratitude, but it's also like committing to the practice of feeling fulfilled, even if you're having a shit day, even if all the wheels fell off the bus, like my son getting COVID, you know, a a while ago and uh, me having to stay home from work and move everything around. Like that wasn't a great thing. It was super bad timing. And it's like, but through that, I found the gratefulness of spending more time with him. And it's like, this isn't ideal, but luckily I created this life that I could be home with him some days and all of that. So, and while you're in it again, like she, you just said, it's hard to sometimes like see it, but if you just pull back the curtain a little bit, okay, this is tough, but how can I embrace this moment for what it is right now? Um, it really just helps you give so much perspective. And it, it's like doing one day at a time. Like you said, with this, this is like yes. when we think so far ahead and we get out of our head and, uh, you know, at, you know, stuck in our head about it, it's, it's so much more difficult to like, come back to like, I'm safe. 
I'm healthy. This is okay. Tomorrow's a new day. What can I do to make today, the next day better? Um, yeah. And just getting rooted in that. It's just, it helps everything. So I want to ask you some more questions because I know you've had like this thriving, successful business, but what are some challenges that you faced when starting your own business? Because a lot of people either have a business, want to pivot and start something new or looking to like expand whatever they are doing with like more products or services. But what were some of the challenges that you faced when you first start, got started with what you're doing now? Oh my gosh. How long do you have? <laughs> um, <laughs> we're yeah. talking about like eight straight years of something new every day, right? Pages of show notes of what happened. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, I think for me, because my business started out of a challenge because it was like, okay, ever like I was a criminal justice major in college. Like I was not going this direction at all. And so to just suddenly be like, I'm going to plan weddings just and like charge $200 a person, right? Like I had no idea what I was doing. And probably about six months in, my dad was like, so how's your business? And I was like, what business? What are you talking about? And he's like, your, your business, the like weddings. I'm like, that's not a business. What are you talking about? And he's like, uh, okay, sure. And I'm like, oh my God, that's a business. So, you know, for me, I mean, it was a challenge from the get-go, just like, figuring out what that meant. And I think a lot of us feel that way, whether we are like, you know, starting something completely new or like just pivoting in some kind of form or fashion, or, um, even like a lot of your audience, like just like opening a salon or, or moving to a different salon or something like those things are scary. And like, when you do that, there's such a huge learning curve. Um, and I feel like for me, like just getting started in the beginning and figuring it out. Uh, and then about three years in, when I started the second company doing marketing, it was a whole other world, right? I had gotten so used to learning how to run a wedding planning company that running a marketing company was totally different. And it was the same thing when I started the podcast and started trying to pitch myself as a speaker. And, um, it's just all of these little things where I think, you know, no matter what you do or what industry you're in, you're going to come up on those challenges. And it's just because you don't know what you don't know, right? There's always going to be a learning curve. There's always going to be some next level that feels slightly unattainable, right? Because that's where the growth happens. That's where you learn and grow and start to really thrive. And I just kind of started, you know, not to tie it back to embracing today, but I just started kind of embracing that moment of like, okay, here's what I do know. And here's the skill I do have. And here's how I can make this work. And here's the thing that I know I have to learn and I don't know it yet. And that's okay. And just kind of reminding myself that everybody around me also doesn't know things <laughs> has been really helpful. Cause it's like, okay, find the person who knows the thing that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. And I guarantee you're the person that knows the thing that someone else doesn't know right? Like we're not, I think we hear this a lot, but we're not meant to do it alone. Life, business, anything. We're not meant to do it alone. And I think when you really just start to lean into that and say, okay, like, you know, who do I know that has this answer? Um, if you genuinely don't know anybody, um, hi, meet Google. Uh, it's pretty simple. Like you can type it in and figure it out. Right. And I think that's the, that's the whole concept of it is, just figure it out. Like, just keep trying, just keep going, whatever the challenge is. And I've had my fair share. I, I don't talk about this one a lot, but I actually bought a business in the wedding space 
It was like a vendor membership kind of thing. And I didn't know that business was like failing when I bought it. And we spent tens of thousands of dollars on to buy this business. And it failed within a year of me buying it. And that was a year of like my blood, sweat, and tears. I was exhausted. I was burnt out. And that was a total flop. I sent an email to my email list and had 472 people unsubscribe all at once. Like that is a huge hit to your ego. And I like, I don't care who you are, what you do. 472 people at once is a huge, that's a bad email, right? Like you're going to have those like things that feel small and those things that feel really huge. And you feel like they're crushing you either way. A challenge is a challenge. And I believe challenges are meant to be beaten, right? Challenges are meant to be worked through challenges are meant to be, um, I mean, you're meant to thrive, grow and thrive through that. Right. Um, And so for anything that ever came up in my business, it was like, okay, we're going to figure it out. I just could hear my mom being like, you're just not there yet. It's right there. You just have to get there. And so it was just constantly treating it like, okay, this is a game that we get to go win, right? And win or lose, we played. And just figuring out like, what is the logical next step? And just keeping my eye on that instead of how much of the game board we still had left to play, right? What is the logical next move? What is the logical next step? And I think when you treat challenges that way, they just don't look as scary and you come out of them a lot faster because you were so focused on the part that you could control. Yes. I love that. That, and and empowers you too, when you get, and you will, we all will challenges are there and you will experience a ton of them, whether or not you are an entrepreneur or not listening to this, like challenges are just what life is made up of. And it's, it's how you deal with them. And if you can embrace exactly what you said, where you're at and what's the next right choice or decision I need to make to like push me through or to help me grow. And, um, I think when you stop looking at things as challenges and failures and you look at them as opportunities to learn and grow, it's when everything shifts and pivots, because if you can just already embrace, you're going to have a bazillion failures, if you want to call them that, and a zillion times that you're going to hit a roadblock and have to try to figure something out um, that wasn't going to according to the plan in your head, you know, you're just, you're going to set yourself up to lose or to be miserable. And I'd rather be happy while I failed my way through growth and like figured it out, you know, and I love the, the analogies and all the things that you shared. So what gets you inspired and continues to motivate you. I know you're, you shared a lot about your mom and how, you know, what is the, what is the carrot and the why? What are you, what are you searching for, for yourself personally with your business? And, and what, what ways do you find motivation to keep going? Yeah, I think, um, like a couple ways, you know, we all have those couple things that it's like, like I've got, you know, a playlist that just like gets me super hyped. Like we all have those little things, but I think the big thing for me is just realizing like, Females on Fire started as a podcast. That's all it was. I, I told you it was me going, I'm lonely. Let's let's talk to other entrepreneurs. Let's talk to other women. And people started listening to that. And I was like, why are people listening to this? Why do people want to hear me talk? And it was just really cool to watch that community start to grow. And then as I started speaking and kind of toying with the idea of writing a book, Um, so kind of like you were saying earlier and just like getting into all of these spaces where women were walking up to me or women were hopping on zoom with me and they were like, thank you for this space. Thank you for saying this. Thank you for giving me the permission to do that. And I'm like, who am I to be giving anybody permission to do anything? Cause I'm just over here trying to figure it out. Right. And that was just 
really, really cool to watch that start to grow and kind of cultivate itself. And that community that was listening to our, our little baby podcast, uh, started asking for an event and they were like, can we just do a virtual one? Just do something. And I, I fought that for so long. Cause I was like, that's too much work. I'm going to be too exhausted. I don't want to. And last August we did our first virtual summit and we had over 800 women show up to our first one. And I don't know if that's successful or not. I never looked at the stats cause I don't want to know. I don't care. 800 women showed up. Hey, and for that me, sounds like a success to me. Are you Yeah, kidding? for me, that's amazing. Eight would have been a success. Amen. Amen. For me, like I never anticipated that. And it went so well. And they were like, do another one, do another one. And we did another one in February. We had over 600. That was really successful. Um, they were like, we want something else after the summit. So we started our females on fire mini mind, uh, which is just a smaller version of a mastermind. That group is phenomenal. I couldn't have put them together better if I had tried. And over the last couple of months, I've just, I've been telling my husband, like females on fire became bigger than me. It was a podcast. It was always, oh, I'm Haley. I do this thing. And I have a podcast called females on fire. Now, half the time when I introduce myself, I'm like, oh yeah, females on fire is this personal development company and blah, blah, blah. And oh yeah, I'm the founder, right? It's so much bigger than me. And the vision that I can see for it, that alone keeps me very, very motivated. So on the days where business is hard or the wheels are completely coming off the bus, I'm over here like, okay, but you have to keep going because there's an entire community of women now who need this. Mm. And that to me is like the most incredible motivation is just to look back over the last like three and a half years and see how far females on fire has come. And then look at the, the notebooks and the journals and the post-it notes that are everywhere of all the plans that we have for it and know where it's going. And even the parts where I'm like, I don't know exactly where it's going. That's really cool. And I'm leaning so much more into that. And so that, that alone keeps me motivated more than anything else, because I'm like, everything I do is, is, you know, just to keep pushing that vision forward because I know it's going to make such a huge impact. That's amazing. And in just three and a half short years, like you went from not having any of that community to growing something so substantial that your first event have 800 people. So you listening, if there's something on your heart that you want to create, like start speaking it into existence, whether it's through a podcast, whether it's through IGTV series, TikToks, reels, whatever form of content you like to share. But if you're a long form content type of person, a podcast is a beautiful place to just start sharing your message and speaking because somebody will want to tune in on their walk and somebody will want to like share you with their friends. And that's how, you know, sharing just your vision or version of can be personal development. It could be anything, um, you know, is important and people want to hear it from different people's perspectives. And I just, I just love that you had the courage to start that and that you got lonely enough to start wanting to talk to people, right? Like out of a pain point came a successful community and a business. So it's like when we can embrace the failures or the hard challenge time, like look like pressure makes diamonds. So like, that's so crazy because had you not felt like that, you would have probably never started it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you just, like I said, lean into those moments where you're like, I just, I need a solution to this problem. Lean into those moments where it does feel kind of hard or where you do feel like there's a 
potential opportunity. And even if you have no idea what that's going to look like, just lean in and just say like, okay, what's the logical next step or what's the logical first step and try that and then see what happens. Like you don't have to see the whole board. And if you're looking down the whole board, you probably won't be able to see it. So just looking and saying, okay, what's the step right in front of me? What's the next thing I have to do? And knowing that when you take that, the next step will show itself, right? The next thing will come up. Yes. And sometimes you have to take that same step a couple times for it to stick. So that's also what I coach my clients on too. I'm like, just because you tried it once and it didn't work, doesn't mean that was the wrong step to take. It might, it just maybe timing was off or you didn't step hard enough or one of the two. Um, But, you know, I, I feel like when it comes to, you know, sharing this kind of, these kinds of messages, like it's, it's so important. And we, like I said, just a second ago, we all have different perspectives on how we can like help people. And so even if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I'm not trying to build a community or I'm not trying to like, you know, epically change everybody's lives around me. I just want to feel fulfilled and happy. And I just want to have my career be successful. Well, lean into today and whatever it is that is like coming up for you. And if there's a growth that you can push through, like you can apply the same concept to that. Um, so I, I want to hear more about the, the, the mini minds. I love that. And how people are probably curious how they can find you and how they can work with you and, and listen to your podcast, of course. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So our mini mind is amazing. It's an eight week program to just help you really lean into building an offer and figuring out social media and, um, get like publicity and all of those things to help you really build your business or your side hustle or whatever it is. Um, and it's been amazing. This is, we're finishing up our first round of it and it's just been absolutely incredible. I didn't even know that was going to exist a year ago. Um, so we'll be running that again later this year. So, um, if you head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com or just hit up at females on fire on Instagram, um, you can find out all the things go listen to the podcast on any of your favorite platforms and, check out, um, our next virtual summit that's coming up in August. Check out the mini mind. We've got some cool swag available. If you're, if you're a a jacket wearing kind of person, I know I am, uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff. So, um, just hit up females on fire and you'll find us. Amazing. Thank you for your insight and just sharing, because I feel like, you know, when we share the real of like how we got where we are, just hopefully gives people like a little insight that, listen, there's no, like, I'm going this way. It's going to be easier than going that way. You know, you got to be dedicated to whatever it is that you want to do. And, and on the days where the motivation isn't there, maybe quote there, you, you, you lean into why you're doing the things that you're doing and just have faith and trust that it'll take you to the next thing. It'll lead you to the next path, um, and open doors. And I know in, in this industry, I never saw this for myself either. Um, I never saw myself coaching. I never saw myself selling that salon. I never saw myself stepping into like early stage entrepreneur coaching in that aspect. So trust when I say like, do the scary thing, investing in yourself, which could look like listening to a podcast, reading a book, finding a mentor. Like if you have questions about stuff, like she said, Google is your best friend, but also so is social media put out. I want help with this. I want to figure out how to do this. Who knows someone who could help me learn how to blah, blah, blah. Like everything is there for you to figure out. Like we have zero excuses now why we can't have what we want and live the life that we want. Right. Yeah. And I think like just kind of one final thought to that is like, remember there are no rules. 
right? Or there are very few rules. Mm-hmm. Like don't go hurt, hurt other people, but there are very few rules, right? Like you get to do things your way. And I think, you know, that whole like path road, less taken or path less taken is a really cliche thing to say, but like, don't forget, like if you've got two paths in front of you, like you could always go through the grass, right? Like, I mean, you could always say, no, neither of those are for me and make your own path through the grass, right? Like, I mean, there are no rules. Like if you see somebody else doing something, all that is to you is an indicator that that can be done, but a hundred percent, you could go do it different. If you're like, I could start a podcast that could be cool, but I don't know what I would talk about for 30 minutes. Who says you have to do a podcast for 30 minutes, do a five minute episode, right? Like there are no rules, like do the thing that's on your heart to do and do it your way and stop caring if it looks like what everybody else is doing, or if anybody's done it before, or, you know, if it makes sense to other people, because I guarantee that's how you find your people, right? That's how you find the people that are like, wait, so how did you do that? Wait, so, uh, I want to hear more about this thing. Right. And that's how you fall into these spaces and opportunities where the world just opens up for you. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. Not only do I know my next step, I have like 30 to choose from and I got to decide which one I want to try first. Right. Yes. What a beautiful place to be versus like a scarcity of like, oh shit, I have to like make a choice. I love the grass and the two path analogies. Oh my God. Run down the grass. Yes. Play in the grass. Frolic through the field. Yes. I love it. Thank you, Haley. That was so amazing. You guys go follow her, listen to the podcast, download, share the episodes and, and get your ass lit by her fire because I know she's like keeping it real soft and PG on the beauty inspires beauty podcast, but she will definitely light a fire under your ass. If you guys want more of that, go follow Haley. You guys, if you love this episode, please, please share it with a friend. It means the world. If we can get this episode, these podcasts out to more people. Um, like we said, we just, I think touched on a hundred episodes recently. So Thank you all, everybody, for your support. And, um, you know, me staying around people like Haley doing big things, it's the same way. I'm encouraging you guys to do the same thing. So we will see you on the next one. I'm going-